Welcome to the wonderful world of dance, bringing you exclusive interviews with top dancers and choreographers and reviews of the world's best companies across the globe. You can find lots more on our website at thewonderfulworldofdance.com. Hello, it's Lydia Holt here, contributor for the wonderful world of dance. And today I'll be talking to Birmingham Royal Ballet dancer Brogan McKelvey. Brogan is 20 years old and born in Cheltenham in the United Kingdom. He was trained at the Royal Ballet School and Elmhurst Ballet School in Birmingham. And it is here where he landed himself a coveted contract as an artist at Birmingham Royal Ballet. Brogan and I are in the same year group at Elmhurst, so I've had the privilege of watching his journey from a young student to a professional dancer and seen firsthand many of his highlights along the way, including his natural gift for choreography, which I was lucky to be involved in during our school years. It is lovely having you on the show today, Brogan, and you're calling us from Manchester, aren't you, today? Yes, I am here on tour with Birmingham Royal Ballet. Wow, so is this your first show, isn't it? Yeah, opening night's Wednesday, and it'll be my first show as a professional with BRB, so it's exciting. Yeah, big moment. Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you. So, we're going to start right at the beginning. How did you get into ballet, Brogan? Originally, I was 10, and I watched my cousin dance in a local dance show, and I wanted to do it, I suppose, so I messaged my mum because um, she was away at the time because I was with my auntie and then she took me to a ballet lesson but I didn't like it so I stuck with street dancing <laughs> um, not really my cup of tea not much of a street dancer so my teacher made me stick with ballet and I was auditioned for the Royal Ballet Junior Associates and then it all expanded from there <laughs> wow so what do you think it is that you love about dancing? What made you stick to it at such a young age, especially for boys? I mean, you know, it's not the first thing that men are drawn to or little boys are drawn to. What was it that you loved about it? I'm not too sure. It's a difficult one because at the time I just did it because I felt so free and it was so energetic because I had a lot of energy as a little child. So I just wanted to be doing stuff constantly. Um, obviously it got a lot more difficult because in year seven I went to a normal school like a public school and bullying is quite common especially for a male dancer doing ballet at the age of like 10 or 11 it is very difficult to go to a public school yeah um, but I just kept it because I knew it was something I wanted to do and I knew it was something that made me happy yeah and then it almost became more surreal I remember I was 15 and I was at Elmhurst Summer School and I was being coached by dancers from Birmingham Royal Ballet and it was then where I knew that's what I wanted to do. I always knew I loved it, but that, it was that moment where I remember I really wanted to do it from that point onwards. So, Brilliant. And tell us about your school years. What have been some of your highlights whilst you've been at Elmhurst and the Royal Ballet School? Highlights. I've had a lot of highlights and it sounds really silly, but I really liked year 11, the time of like auditioning and so it's just experiencing new things and new schools. And I suppose it was more exciting auditioning then when it was for companies. Yeah. But um, I think also summer shows, they were always a massive highlight, especially at the Royal Ballet School where you got to do your summer defile on the Opera House stage. Like that was amazing. Um, 
choreograph thing definitely has been a massive highlight of my training. So I want to keep that up. There's been a lot of low points as well, but a lot of highlights. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I know some of the challenges that you've faced as one of your closest friends, but as a whole, are you glad? I mean, now you've sort of made it, you've got, you know, your professional ballet dancer. Are you glad you had those challenges? Do you think it bettered you as not only a, a dancer, but as an individual? Definitely. It is a difficult one because obviously at the time it was very difficult because when I was 18, well, it was around 17 actually, it was in my, towards the end of my first year at the Royal Ballet Office School, I seriously injured my back. And then my whole of my second year was just on and off dance. And then I was off constantly. I wasn't able to join in or partake in any lessons. The rehab was very slow. And I felt like I just lost all of like my passion for dancing. Yeah. And then unfortunately in like the last few weeks of school, I did get assessed out of the Royal Ballet School and I was injured. So I couldn't really audition anywhere. And I remember that was the biggest challenge I've ever faced, but I wouldn't change it now. It, it made me stronger as a dancer and as a person. Great. And if I didn't, if I didn't leave the Royal Ballet School, then I wouldn't have my contract here at Birmingham Royal Ballet. So, no, it's definitely a a, a a story of fate. I think it's definitely meant to be. Yeah, definitely. Very lucky. Um, the final year of any school is so so tough. You know, you're graduates and you've been in the school bubble, and then you're let loose into the world. I know that you'll agree when I say that we both had a hard year, and actually, I think it's harder than we both expected emotionally, not only just you know physically. Yeah. Tell us about your audition experiences and how you got your contract. I mean, first of all, emotionally, it was very challenging. And luckily, because I was so close to you and we did share accommodation, it was very easy to get away from the school environment and the hard emotional environment and just relax at home together. And I think that helped massively because thinking about it, the process of auditioning with hundreds of people all across the world, like mostly every weekend and just being judged like 24-7, it is very difficult. But I personally was very lucky in my graduate year. Like I enjoyed some auditions and on my fifth day of my graduate year, I actually gained a contract at Bulgaria National, it's called Sophia National Ballet. So I set off to like quite a good start. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I auditioned in Croatia and split, gained a contract there with Eagle. I also... I auditioned for like Munich and Dutch and I got cut at those auditions. So that was challenging. But then I auditioned for Queensland Ballet and that was successful. And then obviously I got BRP. So it's like a roller coaster every year. You go up and down, up and down and trying to do auditions as well as training to always get better is very difficult. And then we have our assessments. We have to pass our diploma. We had our graduate showcase. We had our summer show. We had solos competition, choreo competition. Like, it was a hectic year. Yeah. But I think that was a challenge, which I'm happy I accomplished because I wouldn't have changed it again. Sounds really weird, but I wouldn't have changed the year at all. I'm happy the way it's turned out. 
No, and I definitely agree with you, as Brogan said, like we were lucky that we had one another and it tr- it is a challenging year, but I think you have to find those moments of sanity of, of just yeah. normal and sitting and watching TV and t- like turning it off. It's incredibly intense. And, you know, you had a very varied year with lots of yeses and lots of noes and, and you exactly right. It's so exposing these auditions and you, you put yourself out there. Gosh, I mean, it's like, yeah your passion so when you get a no it's incredibly hard to not take it personally but it for stories like yours where it came through it just it's motivation and it's hope for the rest of us that actually it can happen so I'm I'm lucky that I got to witness yours so close because it I mean it motivates me it gives me hope which is really nice um you've said how like hectic it was and like you you know you said exactly right this is all going on but we're still in school we were still trying to get better and we still had obligations at school how do you manage that yourself like is there any methods and strategies that you think of to sort of just like keep yourself going and you know not get overwhelmed um personally it sounds very silly but personally I had a part-time job on the weekends at home in Cheltenham so I had a break every weekend from that environment and I think that helped majorly because witnessing other students that stayed on the weekends and stayed in the same bubble I don't think it helps them with the stress levels and with managing it at all they well they did it very well but personally I wouldn't have been able to stay and carry on in the same bubble and it's not because I didn't enjoy it it's just because you need that break that constant gap in between such like a tough environment no and obviously you have your certain teachers which you can speak to about anything um so that helps a lot and then your closest friends sometimes you just gotta cry (laughs) no exactly right I think it's it's hard enough and I think something that I really hit me was that actually you know it is okay to get upset it's okay to like not you know I think people forget that we think they think we're robots but actually we're all still young and we're still so sensitive so no but that does sound smart and you you definitely did well and you managed I definitely look to you for someone who seemed to have their ducks in a row seemed to have you know (laughs) it all sorted um so that's very interesting um now you're in a company is it everything you expected? Is it what you thought was gonna, it was going to be like? Uh, it's a lot harder. Oh, no, really? <laughs> um, I don't know, because you always have teachers saying at school, like, oh, you can't do that until you get into a company. You can't be lazy until you get into a company. But I think since I've come to the company, I have learned so much in the five, six weeks of being here. And... Like, you can't be lazy even in a company, so I think it's very silly to say to students, oh, you can't be lazy till you make it, because you yeah. can never be lazy in this career. You can never slack. You have to always try hard, and you're always thrown into, like, the deep end, like, with casting and covering. And I have been quite lucky not to be thrown into too much. <laughs> <laughs> but I just try and learn it all before they have the opportunity to say, oh, go in, because... Learn at the moment we've learned the whole of Aladdin, which is David's like full length ballet, mm. and then we're also learning a triple bill with Concerto and Elite by Kenneth McMillan, and then also David Bintley's Still Life at Penguin Cafe. So, 
we're trying to learn all of this as well as touring, as well as performing, as well as training, as well as rehearsing. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have asked. I've, I've stressed you out now. <laughs> no. Yeah, but no, it's very enjoyable. It's just a lot more difficult than I thought. But I'm kind of glad because I, I like to have a challenge. I like to be kept on my toes. I like to have something to work hard towards. I don't like to just not do anything. So I'm happy it's not an easy road. Yeah. No, that makes sense. And you've sort of already touched upon it, you know, as a dancer that you're fresh out of school, you're fresh out of what, you know, what was a really big system. Is there anything you change about that? And you, you've said that you actually don't think some of the words of wisdom were actually that wise from teachers at school. But is there anything that actually, you know, yeah, that you change about the industry? Um, I definitely think personally from watching people grow from year seven to because when I was in the year 11 my year sevens like I've watched them grow over like six years now and a lot of them lose passion a lot of them lose hope just because of the way how like how hard the training is yeah and I feel like training I don't want to sound horrible because obviously I appreciate my training but training is very difficult when it's just constant criticism and it's always constructive criticism but sometimes you can't look at it that way if you're having a bad day someone's like no you're doing it wrong oh nice try or it's never a full-on compliment because you're never perfect so it's a very hard career to be in but I think that can be helped by the way you're like correcting people so say in classes like compliment them more like especially in the company now when I'm trying to do stuff I have principal coming to correct me, but they're like, oh, good, that's so much better. Oh, well, well done. And that's just way more rewarding than hearing, oh, no, that's not it. Try harder or try it again. Like, it's just the way you word things. So I think that could be very different in training. Yeah. Um, that's the main change I would, if I was ever a teacher, it's not something I personally want to go into just yet or thought about, but I would yeah. never constantly criticise. I would always have to give someone the confidence because once you have the confidence it would be much easier but confidence is very easy to lose in this career yeah no and I think yeah you're exactly right and it's and it unfortunately it's quite a common opinion I think but like you said it did ultimately get you where you are now yeah. um, which you are grateful for but you know I guess it and it you know lots of heartache and especially as you're so young um, right, let's talk about your choreographic side. You've won prizes at Elmhurst Choreographic Competition. You've been commissioned to choreograph several pieces for not only school events at Elmhurst, but even had your work featured overseas in places like Tokyo and Lisbon. Where did this inspiration come from? What made you start to move choreography? Um, I can never answer this question. Um... I don't have like a, an initial inspiration, but I just love to be creative and I love to be on board and I love to be experimental. I love to try new things. I love to see like the way you can make dancers move, not just the average tondu in a plie. Yeah. <laughs> um, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Some of the greatest ballets involve that. But Honestly, it started from being young. I constantly just made up dances. I remember I used to always be in my bedroom, <laughs> dancing around, choreographing. Um, 
And then it obviously when I came to Elmhurst, I did all the competitions. It's quite successful in the lower school ones. Um, and I think just the more opportunities you get, the more you love it and the more you realize it's definitely what you want to do. Yeah. And especially having my injury, I needed that backup. I needed that something that would make me want to carry on. And I honestly, I'm doing my dancing career to experience new ways to move just to give it to other people and choreograph on other people. And I just want to inspire dancers to want to dance. So that's my aim. <laughs> oh, that's lovely, especially for someone so young. There's almost, there's a bit of a stigma towards, you know, young choreographers. There's, so it's yeah. nice to have someone so young actually knowing with, with direction and knowing what they want to do and actually how they're going to do it. They're going to get the experience so that they can, you know, show others how to do it. It's lovely. Definitely. Like a lot of people will know listening to this, um, a dancer at Birmingham Ballet called Ruth Braille. She's yeah. like a close friend and a work colleague. But she has done so well with her choreography and it inspires me a lot. And now like I'm working with her and it's just I thought like the whole inspiring thing would change and I'd have to like try and be friendly with her. But I honestly she has inspired me so much as a young choreographer. She has done so well. Like she's just her premiere of Arcadia was the twenty first yeah. June in Birmingham. And that was the main stage one. And it's still being performed this year. It's in our rep coming up in London at Sadler's Wells on the 3rd and 4th of November. Wow. So, and I've asked her loads of questions about it. And she told me she first heard the music two years ago. Gosh. So two years before the premiere. And that's how long the process was. She worked with the designers one year before the premiere, the composer, John Howell. And she, like, she just did everything so far in advance, but she knew what she wanted and she knew what she wanted to do and everything would progress in rehearsals. And it all just initiated from the BRB Choreographic Workshop in 2016. And then she was commissioned from there to create the full like, at ballet. So that inspired me, seeing other people being able to do it. Yeah. So definitely something I want to do. Yeah, no, it's lovely you've got the opportunity to have a, a mentor so close to you. I mean, she's, you know, just a couple of years your senior, but she's doing everything that you hope to be doing, I imagine. So Definitely. Yeah, that's, that's lovely. And, and Ruth is a lovely dancer. Like I can say from seeing her in the Hippodrome is she, you can see she's charismatic in when she's on the stage. Yeah. So. I watch her in class and I see, I always see dancers I want to choreograph on. And she is just one of them, like, okay, well, everyone in BRB is incredible. <laughs> and I would love to go around with all of them. But you see the way people move. Like, dancers inspire me. Mm. And I'm not just saying this for everyone listening, but Lydia also inspired me so much in my choreography, the way she would move. And it's just, if you find a dancer you love to work with, I feel like your choreography progresses so easily. So... Oh Ruth's God. definitely one of those dancers. <laughs> I'm flattered, but <laughs> probably her being a choreographer herself, she she probably you know she knows what to look for when she's therefore being choreographed on. So you know, definitely more strings to your bow. Yeah. Um. How do you create your work? What's your process? How? Where does the immediate stimulus come, and then how does it get from there to on the stage? How do you like to work? If it's coming from just me and it's my initial idea and I've had no input from outside, 
I'm just always listening to music and I'd say music is one of them. But as you know, with working with me, my music can change <laughs> up to like eyes before you even perform it. Um, sometimes I don't need music. I just, I just move and I don't think about the choreography before I go in the studio because I don't know who I'm really working with and I don't know who I want to do it. I just have dancers in the studio and then I spot someone and I'm like, you and then I start working with them more and it progresses from there and then I can find music to match to it. Um, one thing I'm always really bad at though is thinking of a title to my piece because I never can set it before because my choreography changes so much that if it's supposed to be story-based about something in particular, by the end of the process, it'd be nothing to do with that and I can type <laughs> that. I can promise you that. So yeah, my initial inspiration for creative design is probably the dancers but anything can change. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I will definitely vouch for you there. We've stopped pieces <laughs> about mental illness and we've ended with four right ballets. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, um, it's definitely, but it's, uh, it's always, it's good and you're definitely an enjoyable choreographer to work for, but I, I may be biased. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> what, what has been your favourite piece that you've created so far and why? Oh, that's a challenging one. I would have to say, initially, my, a piece I did for second, in second year at Elmhurst was called Distract. And that literally came from nowhere. I literally just made up the choreography and I was thinking of a title. But then halfway through the work, I noticed I was using a lot of natural sounds, like slapping of body parts. Um, so... And a lot of the eye focus was very important in that piece. And I realised a lot of that is in like life's distractions. Like I use a lot of talking. And it was just about how people get distracted in their, in their life. So I'd say that's one of my favourite works I've choreographed. But then my favourite choreographic experience is definitely going to Tokyo with the ballet. That was surreal, as people would say. No, it really was. And I mean, I'm lucky enough to be involved in both, but I, my favourite, I, my favourite would be Distract, and especially because I just enjoyed dancing it. As a dancer, it was, it was musical and you could, it, it wasn't a ballet, it wasn't a piece that you had to fight as a dancer. It was definitely a piece that just felt incredibly natural and incredibly comfortable and, and you could give it your all because it felt it felt good. It felt really lovely. Yeah. No, I'm a lot of people said that and it was nice to hear that the dancers enjoy it as well because yeah. I've never choreographed a piece where the dancers are like, oh gosh, we got to do it That must again. be challenging. It's, even if the choreography is, you know, it's challenging. So it like looks impressive, but then would you want your dancers like dreading it and hating it? That's, yeah. a, that's an unusual one. I guess that's one you'll probably, you know, hope to experience almost <laughs> with creating a hideous piece and actually... Definitely. Yeah. Is it worth it if the dancers hate you? <laughs> yeah. um, you recently choreographed for Elmhurst student Janice Felices while she was in Lisbon performing at the Jeune. Was yes. it different choreographing for like a competition and on another dancer as opposed to choreographing where the choreographic content is the focus? When it was a competition, did that, did that change anything for you? Well, initially, yeah, I did go into the room. I tried to, like, challenge her with some impressive moves that she could do that would show her off. But I realised 
you can't do that. You can't force the process. You need to just stay natural. And the work that was created, she enjoyed to do so much. I'm sure she was very nervous. <laughs> but that's the whole, isn't Jenny? Um, but she was lucky enough to get finals. And she said that a lot of people came up to her and said how lovely she was as a dancer. Um, and not only that, the choreography was lovely, but her as a dancer. And like I said before, having someone so natural to move and create work on just helped a lot. It was a bit more difficult because obviously she gave me the music and she was like, I want this as my idea. I kind of want it to look like this. So I couldn't really be as free as I wanted. Yeah. But it was, I say every choreography for me is challenging. Um, because you always want to please people, and especially having your piece go over to Jenny, it's very difficult to um, please everyone watching. But you just try your hardest. But most importantly, I do want to please my dancers. So she was my main focus. So the competition kind of got out of my head. It was more yeah. to make her confident and happy. Yeah, and that's interesting, actually. And I think you're you're right there. Well, actually, if you're if you're choreographing you know, for a dancer, for a competition, it's actually best that, like you said, they complimented her as a dancer because you've got to showcase what she can give. And if they're complimenting her as a dancer, you you know you've done your job well, actually, because that, that was the focus that her aesthetics and the shapes that she can make were, and were put on show. So job well done there. <laughs> um, you mentioned it earlier, but the two of us, me and Brogan, were lucky enough to fly to all the way to Tokyo with Elmhurst in July. And Brogan commissioned this beautiful piece. And actually, talking about what we were saying earlier, I will admit, as a dancer in the piece, it was incredibly hard <laughs> to dance. So, but I, it was more enjoyable than it was hard. So it's not quite the same. And I definitely didn't hate you for it. Um, but we were, you were commissioned to put on that piece in July, but you also had to be involved in dancing it. Was that different for you? How did that challenging. feel? <laughs> <laughs> Very challenging. It was just so hard because I initially created the piece for the graduates and there was 20-odd dancers in it. Yeah, and 23, there was a, Yeah, there was a principal <laughs> couple, there was four soloist couples, there was four soloist girls. And then there's the call to ballet girls and boys. And I was having a great time just sitting at the front choreographing it. <laughs> and then when you have to dance it, you just get so much more nervous because in one hand, I was so worried about, am I going to make this pirouette? Am I going to do this double door perfectly? Am I going to keep Lydia on her leg? Am <laughs> I going to look nice? But on the other hand, I was just so stressed because it was advertised as this world premiere in Japan and I'm 20 years old. And it was just very surreal, but I couldn't really think about them both at the same time. I was, I'd have to say I'm far more nervous to have my choreography showcased. But luckily I did have Jade, who was unfortunately, she was in the ballet, but unfortunately got injured. But she was there to witness the whole thing. She, she was kind of like a ballet master in a way. She just like helped so much in Japan. So I thank her a lot for that. Yeah, she was our rehearsal director. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> no, that so, was yeah, that was easier having her there, and it was surreal, but just different, challenging. Yeah, would you do it again? Would you want to be in a one of your pieces again? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, good to know now. Good to know. No. Yeah, I couldn't do it again. I always think as as well, like. I much prefer, I really enjoy choreographing and I much prefer 
I'm and this this may come across really lazy, but I much prefer sitting at the front, telling them how to do it and how I want them to do it, rather than trying to do it myself. But I can't actually do it myself, and the dancers are looking up to me like, "Well, if he can't do it, how are we supposed to do?" I much prefer just to like work with them slowly and not be in it. But yeah, that's probably a personal preference. Some choreographers might like to be in their piece, but I wouldn't want to do it again, though. Well, you're not lazy. I mean, I've when we've been in choreographic process before, you've gone, okay, do this, that, and the other, do this, slide across here, throw yourself there. And we all sat and just well, stood up and been like, sorry, how can we do that? But you do it effortlessly. So I think you're not giving yourself enough credit because you definitely are cap- more than capable of creating what you what you make. You're you, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And it was it was a lot easier, I'd say, having dancers that could accomplish the moves properly. <laughs> oh, very kind of you. Um, you're a very inspiring individual, Brogan, and I have I have known and I've seen you overcome so many hurdles, and I'm I'm incredibly proud of you. And I know that how much more you have in that bank, you've got a lot left to give. What my last question for you is what would be on your bumper sticker? What would be your golden words of advice for any aspiring young choreographers, dancers? What can you give them? Um, Persistence. Definitely just keep pushing. Like, you always feel like, oh, I don't want to do this today or oh, I'm never going to make it here. But if you constantly push it and, like, persistence is key, if you constantly just try hard, work your hardest, work for yourself, no one else, you will make it. Take your work seriously, but not yourself. Enjoy your social life. <laughs> Have fun. Stay relaxed and just persist through and you'll make it. No, and actually, you definitely, as your friend and your colleague, you definitely live by those words. So I'm glad <laughs> you are, you are a success story in itself. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us on the show today, Brogan. All the best for your premiere on Wednesday. We'll be thinking of you and I'm sure we will see you in the future very soon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe. We've got some incredible interviews coming up with principal ballerinas and renowned choreographers. We love dance and ballet and we hope you'll love us. Join us on Facebook and Twitter.